Everybody, welcome to the first ever, the inaugural episode of Three Men, One Fall. One Fall. We are a pro wrestling podcast. I think we're the only one going, right? Although we're actually very late to this, aren't we? Yeah, like we usually are. Yeah, but if it's any consolation, we have been saying for at least over five years that we wanted to do a podcast, so here we are. But we're here at last, and we are the three men, so... Who are the three very unwise men? Well, I'm Ashley. Jay's here. And I am Russ. Again, everybody, welcome and thanks again for uh, for tuning in to us. Listen to our first podcast. So, Hello. We, we are a wrestling podcast. We're going to just talk about everything wrestling. But first of all, I think we should just really just tell you about who we are so you can kind of get to know us and whether or not we're worth listening to, really. Yeah, a better way to start, isn't it? So, I think we're definitely worth listening to. I, well, I'd agree with that. I absolutely second you on that one. I'll third. <laughs> yeah, you always third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ash, come on, let's start with you. So, who are you? Well, I'm Ashley, I'm 30 years old. I've been watching pro wrestling since I was about five. Gemini. Gemini, yeah. Is it Gemini? <laughs> about five foot 11. <laughs> size 11 shoe. Oi, oi. <laughs> and you can find him on Tinder. Tinder, uh, OnlyFans, you know. You know OnlyFans. About five dollars a month. A month. Five eleven. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know if I am. But I've had some people subscribe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I just threw up. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't put anything on. Don't, yeah, don't that's, that's the kind of the point of OnlyFans. Right, get back on topic here. We're talking about men in pants wrestling each other, yeah, not you, you in pants on OnlyFans. Only Huh? What do you think I follow? <laughs> well, that's, so that's why you like wrestling. All right, well, we got it. Ash just likes watching men in pants. No, I've just been watching since I was five years old and never stop. I don't know why, but you're going to find that out during this podcast, I reckon. It's a good way to start. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Well, again, I've been watching WWF from a very young age. Oh, I'm um, 30 years old, by the way. Leo. <laughs> and I've been, yeah, I've been watching... Probably since I was about five as well. My earliest recollection was probably about... It was WrestleMania 9, actually, when Hogan took the title from Yokozuna after he had it for about 10 seconds. So not a good memory then? N- well, no. Well, it's subjective, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's good for me because it's what got me into wrestling. But, um, yeah, the way I got about it was, it's, you know, back in the day in the, in the 90s, VCRs, you know, trading with, with people, um, contacts. My, 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 my dad always had contacts. He knew this guy that had stacks and stacks of VCRs recorded from television or, uh, you know, just old legitimate VCR tapes. And, and I think he brought a uh, a whole bin liner full for like a fiver or something. Yeah, there was hundreds. So, you know, as I was growing up, I was just watching watching them. That's how I got into it. And then skiving off school to watch the pay-per-views on Channel 4. Well, <laughs> one one on Channel 4, Royal Rumble. Um <laughs> But yeah, I've just I've been watching since since then and never stopped. Apart from a small break 
um, between 2007 and 2012, 13. But that's a topic for another time. So yeah, massive fan, always have been, always will be. So Russ, how did you get into wrestling? Kind of same sort of thing, really. I don't think, it's, it, I can't remember um, the first kind of wrestling memory because it's like, it's my, I think one of my cousins had um, Wrestle, uh, sorry, SummerSlam at Wembley on VHS. I just remember like watching that. I was still really young, but first time again, like, cause, you know, living in England and once upon a time, we only had like four channels, five if you were lucky. Yeah, you'd get Sunday Night Heat. But it would be kind of just shown on on Channel 4. And I just remember my mum come to the back door one day. I'm out dicking around in the garden. I don't know what I'm doing. She says, wrestling's on TV. So I just threw whatever I threw down and ran in there. And I just sat down and probably, I think I was probably watching Perry Satin. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing I, wrong with that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's usually Steve Blackman and Val Venus. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Steve Blackman. Val Venus, different story. Nothing wrong with Steve Blackman. Oh, it's a lethal weapon. So yeah, I just, just loved wrestling. And it's just, it's one of those, isn't it? But I think, you know, for all of us, it's, I mean, we've, we've also, we know, we've known each other for a long time. And well over a decade. I think we just, we just love wrestling. I mean, and this, the point of us doing this podcast, like we're, we're going to have fun. We hope you guys are going to have fun with us. And yeah, I mean, we're just going to talk some shit, to be honest. We're wrestling fans. So, you know, it's our opinions on stuff. We're going to try and give you um, as much factual knowledge as we as we possibly can. We're probably we are the wrestling nerds of. Um, I Speak suppose. For yourself. Well, listen, you can recite any pay per view theme from any any WWE pay per view. Yeah, so, that, that's one thing that actually does have. He has a, a rather photographic, encyclopedic knowledge of pay per views. If you if you asked him what match was on what card in what year. It'd be able to tell you at the drop of an hour, I think. And to so be again, honest, ladies, that, that's that's can, for another time as well. It's another episode. Ladies, you can find that on Ash's Tinder profile. <laughs> uh, it's one of his many many skills. And who doesn't want that when you're in a bedroom? I mean, shit. Well, yeah, he, he's he's, he's, so. he's banging it in, and he's he's reciting the SummerSlam 2000 card. I mean, <laughs> what more do you want? Banging it, banging it. That was interesting. Well, which theme song was that from? You're not cool enough for that. I'm too cool for it, mate. That's why we've had no luck. <laughs> well, I haven't done the worm, have I? Because it's the worst finishing move of all time. Or is it? That's, that's, is another, it? that's another day. Today, we Oh, are... Ross, um, we, we didn't get your star sign. Or your age. I, well, I'm... Uh, how old am I? <laughs> so I'm 20... I'm I, 20 I, I am 27 years old. And my star sign is Pisces. Oh. Fair enough. So... First episode, we're going in pretty strong, pretty heavy with this one because we're going to be talking about the year we've had so far. Like 2020, you take away all the crowds, you take away your fans, they've all had to kind of adapt. TV ratings are suffering. Yeah, it's low as like the uh, mid-90s when that was bad. It's, yeah, but is it because of the pandemic or is it because people have just stopped watching well if you tune in you will find that out when we have an in-depth discussion about it or will we well you never know (laughs) subscribe five (laughs) dollars well you'd know
Whitening Gents 2020. What, what's happened? Wow, that's useless pandemic. That's cost us a lot of wrestling. Yeah, no crowds. It's been a tough year so far, but fingers crossed it's, you know, it's out of the way now. Although, we've, you know, still got to be careful, but I think the, the worst part's over. It can't be that long till we get a crowd back in wrestling. Well, a proper crowd, not people that are under contract and not being used. It, it makes a difference for definite. I think you could you, you you can only do what you can do with the situation being what it is. Like the pandemic itself, wrestling aside, people's lives and people's safety is more important than our entertainment. For wrestling that has been able to still be shown on television, so you're looking at WWE, yeah. the you know the essential. Uh, the essential company and you're looking at your AEW now looking at your impacts New Japan all starting to kind of come back into it WWE when they first start when they carried on with the pandemic originally and they had no crowd like yeah we're watching a Wrestlemania with no crowd and there's still people trying to interact like they're with a crowd like yeah come on and that kind of stuff yeah that that was that was a bit jarring for me actually um yeah, and it just it didn't feel like a WrestleMania either, especially because obviously, understandably, you can't have the same arena that you would have if you was have a, a WrestleMania crowd. But yeah, it just it was a bit jarring. This comes into that whole debate: like, should they have postponed it? Should this have been postponed? What could they have done things differently? Yeah, well, let's we'll get getting on to the actual topic today that we're uh, going to be talking about is TV ratings and how have TV ratings affected the wrestling business and. How are TV ratings? Are they as important as they were back in the day or are they not? Well, this is what we're going to be talking about today. The TV ratings for the wrestling that has maintained a presence on television is definitely declining and it has got quite bad, I think more so for WWE in recent months. But then in comparison to that, you can look at AEW, which seem to be on the on the rise. Yeah, it, it's Ratings do seem to go up every week, it looks like. But the ratings are going up. But then, so there's obviously a correlation between what's happening with the ratings and then the coronavirus. But then if that's, if it's only down to the pandemic, how are AEW's ratings basically going up? WWE's ratings are continuing to drop. Surely that's not just the pandemic. I honestly believe it's not. I I honestly think that, well, my personal opinion, I stopped watching WWE Long before the, the the pandemic was even a thing, I that's right. I stopped watching. I I used to be a you know hardcore. I used to watch Raw and SmackDown every week, uh, but since I'd say SummerSlam two thousand and eighteen, after that I I stopped watching. I I watched I've watched the WrestleManias, but that's the only thing I watch now. So, I mean, for me personally, the the quality is is not been there no. in WWE for a long time. No, I agree with that. There are, there are good stuff on it, but it's not consistent enough. Yeah. Same as you, Jay. Exactly the same thing. I just, I, I kind of had to like give up on it a little bit. And we have we all said in our intros and stuff, like when we all started watching, it was, it's pretty unanimous. It was all WWF, obviously then, yeah. that we started watching. So like, you watch it now and it's just, it's so, it's hard to watch. That's the only way I can put it. It's difficult to watch. It seems to be a needle in a haystack. They have... A couple of good things and the rest is not so great. I mean, especially with this recent um, ripping Mysterio's eye out. I mean, <laughs> this is this is just something that it's just something that didn't need to happen. Oh no, well it didn't happen, but it's something that shouldn't have even been thought of in the first place. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not sure if that's because WWE want to try something new because they are struggling with the ratings. 
but I'm not sure. But yeah, that's it's just since 2018, I think for me, it's just gone down. Like the quality has gone down. Obviously, a lot of wrestlers have been jumping ship. A lot of wrestlers have been released. A lot of wrestlers have been have been put on on blast for the the speak out stuff, which is another episode. But yeah, there's a lot of things that's contributed to the ratings. I think it's no. not definitely not just a pandemic. I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's from 2018. I think it's been way before. Well, let's be way honest. before that, it's been going downhill. Let's be honest. Since. But it's, it's mainly mainly the NXT that I've been watching. I, I couldn't I couldn't say a word bad against NXT. By the way, it's just the main roster stuff that's that's not been great. And that's and that's interesting. Isn't it? Like the main roster, like it's only since the when you had the incident with the Saudi plane uh, not being able to take off, everyone was stranded there, and they had to do the episodes where they were bringing in the guys from NXT. And that was some of the best that they've ever done. Some of the best stuff they did, and it, but it wasn't really until then that. And even, I suppose, to a degree now, NXT is not really still looked at as like maybe a proper third brand. Not really. But yeah. it is more so than it was potentially then, say, 12 months ago. Yeah. But this is the thing that's done WWE no favours. If 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 they want to say NXT is a third brand or a developmental brand, and then you're getting wrestling that's at a higher quality than your main roster, then you know that there's something wrong somewhere. It but does then, sometimes feel that they are concentrating more on NXT to beat AEW than they do making Raw or SmackDown better. But if that was the case, then why are AEW ratings still on the up and up and they still, nine times out of ten, are beating NXT in the ratings? Well, it I- can't be because, obviously, you know, AEW's new and then, you know, it's a new thing. All People all tune in at the beginning to see what it's like. But it's been going on a long time now. It can't just be the fact that people want to jump into something new and see what it's like because... Obviously, as you say, the ratings are going up and up each time. It's not a fact that a lot of people have jumped in and then left. It's people who have jumped in and are staying in. And that's, you know, I think that's to do with the quality of the wrestling. And you're getting something from AEW that's been missing in the wrestling industry for a long time. Years, in fact. But the wrestling today is a lot better than it was 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Not, I, I couldn't agree so more when, you, when, when it's like a, in 1999, the best rating was like an 8.6. Nowadays, it's probably like a 1.4. It's a, I know times have changed and everything, but it can't be just people not liking the rest. And it's got to be more than Th- that. There's more to it than that. But I think me and Jay are kind of in the same boat in terms of we stopped watching WWE more consistently because of the programming, because of what was just, you know, the stories. Nothing to do with the talent. Like, it's never really ever to do with the talent. No, I mean, the, the talent have, have always been good. They, it's always been a good roster, but it's the way that they've been used and utilised that's the problem. They've got the best roster, I would argue now. WWE has the best roster for talent than any other company in the world, overall, and at any other point in time. The roster they've currently got there now for pure talent alone... I would argue is the best they've ever had. When you look at the women, yeah, I, I, th- I could agree with that. I could agree with that. 100%. Right? I mean, the, the women. I think WWE has the strongest women's division oh, in the world by far. Not, I would by say far. by far. But yeah, AEW have the women wrestlers. They're just not using them correctly yet. I think. Well, we'll we'll have to go into that. I think another time because yes. there, there's a lot more to that. But in terms, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Really, I mean, I and I love AEW, but that's that's the. One of the negatives I have is the women's division hasn't got strong. It's, it's not got there yet. They're not concentrating on them yet. It but can, it's improved. Yeah, but it feels like the WWE Divas about from five years ago where they're not giving them the time. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that so much. I just think they they don't have enough 
main, well, same main event. I mean, yeah, but you've got Britt Baker since turning heel. That's oh, been... Since she's turned heel, she's been amazing. Yeah, bro. completely. Nia Jax is going to be... but uh, Not Nia Jax, sorry. Nyla Rose is going to be... <laughs> yeah, completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's still not enough that people are tuning out. So maybe, you know, people might not be as invested in the women's division for AW, but they're still tuning in. Yeah. And those figures are staying pretty consistent. There have been drops, and I think it was particularly... Uh, at the very start of the the lockdowns for the, for the US, yeah. when AEW had to kind of film, if you remember, it was in like a bit of a smaller. I don't know where it was actually, but since it was before they was able to kind of then start doing them back in Jacksonville, but it was kind of a really small venue, and they weren't able to fly a lot of people in, so no. they were having to use, I, I guess, like local talent. And I think, and it, even for me personally, it was a little harder to watch just because. They'd set up all these stories, which to no fault of their own, they're just not able to progress with properly now. Because Blood and Guts has obviously just been, had to be pushed away until yeah. the, I don't the know. I don't right. know what that match is going to be like, because it was meant to be in a circle in Elite. But, but the th- they've, they've already done that match now. But the they? thing is with that though, in a way I think it's good that they've postponed it because we've, you've got a lot more talent coming in, especially with FTR and people like that, yeah. you, you could make that match a hundred times better than it would have been if they'd have done it a few months ago. And that's why I'm really hoping they hold off on this on the, the FTR Young Bucks match until there's a crowd. Because yeah. I think the wrestlers themselves, they know the amount of pops that you would have had for some of these debuts that happened in AEW. And oh, especially like the Matt Hardy. Oh, like, Matt Hardy, When, when, yeah. I, when if, I saw the Matt Hardy, uh, the, the debut, I just imagined the, the pop that would have came if yeah. there was a crowd. I mean, again, it's through no fault of anyone's, but it's, it's just... Obviously, because of lockdown and the way things have been, a lot of the big debuts have been missed from the crowds. The thing is, everything that we're watching really now is being booked and is being shown in a way that works around the current environment and the current climate. So that Cardona debut might not have necessarily been sort of gone down that way. Obviously, should there have been a crowd, he might he might have come out to music, could have been more of a segment. You just don't know. But even Impact, and you can look at Impact and all the debuts, especially over Slamversary, and, you know, Heath, Gallows and Anderson. Eric Young coming back. Eric Young coming back. EC3 EC3. Coming back. You know, it misses, you're missing that pop. But going back to the, um, to the actual ratings itself, obviously with AEW... I don't know, a lot of people may agree with me, they may disagree, but someone of my age as well, obviously growing up watching the Attitude Era in WWE, or WWF back then, when you're watching AEW, you, you do get that vibe from it, especially, you, you know, you get some of the matches that you'd never see in WWE because of the, the age rating, and some of the things that are doing, it, it's just very reminiscent, and it, it does bring a lot of nostalgia, especially if you grew up around that era, so I think, it, you know, people that have been long-time wrestling fans that are around our age group are sticking with AEW because it's something that's been needed and something that's remembered poignantly in people of our age because obviously we watched the Attitude Era for so long and then we didn't get anything like it for so many years. So when AEW's coming along and trying a similar sort of thing, it's making people stay because again, it's something totally different to what we've had for so many years. It's doing a lot stronger in those demos, especially for people around our age and younger as well. Yeah. But in terms of you then, Ash, because you've been watching WWE all throughout yeah. the pandemic. Me and Jay, we kind of, we've stopped watching it, but it wasn't really to do with the pandemic. It was because of the product. Yeah. Why are you still watching WWE? To be honest, I have no clue. But it's just, I just want to know what they're doing. Because there might be something that comes up, like the underground that I'm really interested in. Right, so you're interested in that. And, but look at all, I mean, it's probably Not everything, like I say, not everything is going to be perfect. 
It's worth pointing out that we're recording this on the 11th of August. So obviously by the time this drops out in September, there's going to be more stuff that would have happened with Underground. And Retribution. That's- Retribution, which is basically the Antifa group. It feels like it's this this WWE's take on on Antifa. Can we talk a little bit about retribution? Because I'm I'm not familiar at all. It's basically men and women in hoods and uh, black outfits destroying. Uh, they destroyed their power generator. They attacked in they put the um, fans on SmackDown and destroyed the ring. Right. Okay. So Antifa meets Nexus, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they came up with chainsaws. Yeah, they, they, which is funny because they chainsawed the ring on the end of SmackDown and then what comes after SmackDown? 205 Live, which had the ring. <laughs> so when we're talking about this underground then, so what exactly, what exactly it's is it? It's basically like Fight Club, but with a ring. Whoa. Listen, you know the rule about Fight Club. I know, but you've got to say it. So is it still PG rated or is it something completely different? It's still different? PG rated, but it. the thing I do like about it is they've used Shayna Baszler, Bobby Lashley, and people with MMA backgrounds and showed... In a work way, how how they could fight. That that's that sounds interesting. I mean, I might, I might I might take yeah. a look at that then. Just I know just it's got the... Shane McMahon doing it, so his punches never look the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it's for the work... sheer interest, I might I might take a look at that then. A work shooter, we're going to have Shane McMahon. I love Shane, but yeah, I mean the punches are they're Shane punches, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Shane is one of the all time greats for especially for Shane. bumps, but um, yeah. Shane McMahon would be awesome in AEW, I reckon. Shane McMahon AEW confirmed yeah so they're trying these different things so but they've obviously they are declining and they've they've been declining for ages people always complain when someone's new or something like retribution like oh it's a new nexus or it's a new nexus but when people want but these are probably the same people that want the four horsemen in AEW (laughs) it's not it's it's not a bad point it's it's not a bad point at all I just want to know you are the only person that I know that has said really anything positive about Raw Underground. Why? Because it's something different, and I like MMA. Right. And it feels like a work shoot MMA that that they could get away with. Obviously, it's, but the problem is they do like 10-second knockouts when that's not probably going to happen a lot. I guess it's for, you know, for the shock factor or, you know, the oh my God moment, if you like. Yeah. Especially with it being so new, I guess, you know, they've got a have some squashes yeah risk of sounding a little pessimistic here though are you not concerned that like this is something that could be a good idea it might be a good idea for a couple of weeks and then it just gets because that's why i that that was one of the primary reasons i just had to stop watching on a regular basis because i'd get invested into something and then they'd either go nowhere with it or they'd just take it somewhere where i just thought like i'm not enjoying this now i'm not saying that everyone needs to be an armchair booker and uh, right, I want everything the way I want it to be. So I've fantasy booked it, this whole thing out that you've given me here and that's exactly how it should be. Like, give me swerves and give me surprises, but I don't want disappointment. They was booking the same matches every single week without fail. But again, nothing to do with the talent. Like, you're no. the talent, you're, you're on a contract, you're paid whatever you're paid, and you're told that you need to go out there, this is what you're going to run with, you've got to do the best you can with it. You're going to have people that speak up, but ultimately, and everybody says it about WWE, it's an audience of one. If Vince wants it to happen, it's going to happen. All the talent can do is do the best they can with it, right? Yeah. But is it what people want to see? Apparently not. So why do we keep getting the same stuff? Because Vince is so set in his ways, he thinks that he knows everything. And it, it like, you know, it isn't the 90s anymore. It, it might have, you know, it might have flew and done well in the 90s, but now times have changed. 
but it seems like everything's changed but Vincent's been left behind and he's so set in his ways that he thinks things that would work 20 years ago would work now and it, it doesn't sometimes doesn't rehashing some isn't that the best way to do it sometimes isn't isn't it a case that sometimes what is old is new yeah what you, you can do old ideas with a new spin is if you do them correctly exactly yeah like we say with with this new four horsemen that might happen probably will happen what's the difference going to be this time really but but the thing is with AEW, I'm not really at a point where I got to with WWE where I go, I don't like where that's going. I'm no longer interested. AEW, I can give it a chance because I think, well, actually, they're hitting the mark more for me than they than they miss it, right? So I can watch it and be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm entertained by what I'm seeing here. I might not have thought that was going to happen, but I'm entertained by it. I'm not a booker. I'm supposed to be a fan, yeah, and and watch it and and watch it as it's being delivered to me as a product. But I don't hate what I'm seeing. Now, I might enjoy stuff more than others, but wrestling is a variety show. Apparently so. Can I just say, though, that I love everything AEW have done since they started until now. I mean, call me fanboy. You can. That's fine by me. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. But to me, they've filled the gap that I've been waiting for for years. And mm. every everything that they've done. Yeah, I mean, there's been, you know, there's been a few bits that have been questionable that could have been better. But overall, they've kept me. They've, they've kept me watching because I'm every week you never know what you're going to see again some things might be predictable but again it's, it's for me it's filled that gap it's something that I've been wanting for a long long time well the uh, debate with Jericho and Cassie I knew Cassie was going to do something clever but I'm still entertained by it doesn't make a difference yeah and that's the main thing about it. it is at the end of the day it's entertainment and are you entertained and I I and I'm sure a lot of other people are entertained by AEW but if you know if you turn the tables when I stopped watching WWE I, it wasn't entertaining me anymore I was the only reason I watched uh, the last pay-per-views that I watched is because we us three we all watched it together if it was me watching on my own I, I wouldn't have watched it you get a different vibe when you watch it with your friends. Yeah. You know, you get yeah, some Yeah, because you can have and... a joke and laugh about it. Yeah, 100%. Like, like remember when uh, Mustafa Ali went into the table and I said he's now called Al because he's got no eye. <laughs> 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 because because it was, because you think it's funny at the time. Yeah, know? exactly. Like when we watched Mania 31 and Ric Flair turned up and you were thinking, why wouldn't you turn up at Sting Triple H? But you can, you can laugh about these things. Yeah. And it, and that's what makes it fun. One of the best quotes I ever heard was, love it when it's good, laugh at it when it's bad. And that's what you should probably do with wrestling. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. 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 You can, you, obviously, you can criticise and that's fine. I don't care. It's like, not everything's good, not everything's bad. I think, when, it, I think, when it's bad... I think it's, sometimes, though, the problem is people do over-criticise and that's where it gets, you know... That that takes the fun out of it itself. If you're watching something and you're thinking, "Oh, you know, that was that was good, that wasn't good," you should, you know, when people over criticise, you should just take it for what it is and enjoy it for watching it what it is, instead of just looking at every match and looking at every single move and thinking, "Oh, that could have been done better. That Dissecting was good. That it. was bad." But for me, I I personally just watch it and take it for what it is and not try and criticise because at the end of the day, I am just a fan. So I mean, I just you know I just love what I'm seeing. It's gonna. It's difficult, isn't it? Because opposite, we're we're doing we're and we've said it. We're fans, and we're doing a podcast. So there's going to be elements of that criticism in there. But it's it's interesting because like there's there's a line. There's, I think there's a fine there line between criticising and over criticising. Yeah, there yeah. is, and and because it comes down to two things: is that nobody is going to know more about the business than the people that work in it. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
we get our information we can get it from dirt sheets we can get it from what we see and then it's our own opinions that's the only thing that's going to be that's the truest part of anything that anybody is a fan and especially anyone as a fan doing podcasts anyone that out, that's out there that gives you you know news that gives you reviews it's all just opinions because we're not in the we're not in the industry no. so you know for us to be able to say we don't like this we don't like that and this this is the reason why some of it you're going to disagree with and that's cool it's all fine because wrestling there's something for everybody there absolutely i mean just because we say you know we don't watch ww anymore we don't like what they're doing doesn't mean that you don't and that's fine uh you know if if you like what you're watching by all means you know keep watching it like like russ said there's something for everyone just because we don't like ww anymore doesn't mean that it's a bad product for someone else to watch. If you enjoy WWE and you don't like AEW, that's fine. But on the flip side, though, it's not like I don't want to like WWE. Yeah. And I do feel we're getting, we are going to get into this in another episode that's going to be coming up soon. We're going to it in a lot more detail. But for, for me, it's not that I don't want to like WWE. I do. But I just need to be able to feel comfortable being invested with it because I don't want to feel disappointed because they are asking for a lot of my time. I'm watching two hours of AEW Dynamite a week. I'm watching an hour of Dark a week. I'm watching Impact. If I'm going to have to sit through three hours of Raw, two hours now, three hours of SmackDown. Uh, two hours of SmackDown. Two hours of SmackDown. I've got to sit through NXT. It's a lot of wrestling to sit through in the week, you know? And especially if it's not capturing you, you're not going to want to invest that much time into it. So does that play into these ratings? Because that's my other criticism. My, my criticism of fans, and, and fans is a bit of an air quote there because this depends on your take on this. Again, we'll go into this more in depth in a future episode. However, fans that just do not like what they're seeing, I think, like we've done, if you don't like the product, just stop watching the product, right? You don't have to bash it and ruin it for everyone else. If you personally don't like it, just don't watch it anymore, you know? I don't understand people that continue to watch WWE. And WWE, we're we're focusing on uh, a lot here, but they are the big dog in the yard. And they are, they you know, for better or for worse, for right or for wrong, they do get the most amount of shit. So in terms of people that continue to watch WWE, but at the same time continue to bash WWE, why, why are you still watching it? Yeah, exactly. I, I exactly. I just it's, don't, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. I said that about YouTube videos. When you when there's loads of dislikes on a YouTube video, like a music video or a movie trailer, why did you put it on in the first place? Right, and that, Precisely. It's like going on, a, back in the day, you'd go on like a Justin Bieber video and say, oh, <laughs> he's, he's awful, he's awful. But why did you go on that video then? You why take the time out to exactly. comment and Absolutely. spread that kind of hate? Yeah, did you watch the whole video, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah. if we want to pull it back to ratings again, though, I don't think that ratings play the biggest part of the the biggest picture these days because obviously you've back in the nineties, you know, the Monday Night Wars, obviously that's everything. It was it was ratings or nothing. But now, you know, we've got streaming services, we've got Fight, we've got WWE Network, we've got uh, we've got YouTube for dark and all sorts. So I don't think ratings play the biggest part these days. I mean it's good from from an analytical point of view for the, the company to see you know, where they're going, how they're doing. But I, I don't think they play as big a part as they used to. They don't, right? And I, But the thing is, TV ratings are measured in a really weird way anyway. Yeah. So especially for the States, it is very similar here in the UK, but the, the figures that you get, they're not really accurate figures, really. Like by the time right. they've gone through all of their metrics and everything else, it's actually a really weird... And the thing is, we live in a different era, like in a different time. 
back in the nineties, back in the in the Monday Night Wars, TV is how you're watching how you're watching wrestling. You're going to be looking at who's flicking from from what channel to what. With here, and this is going back to what you said about YouTube briefly. People, by and large, I would say, really, really dislike the Bobby Lashley, Lana, Rusev angle. Well, I know I do. Yeah, and I and I didn't like it. It wasn't my favourite, but it had so so many views oh, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, there's more views on YouTube, I reckon, than there is TV ratings. Absolutely. It, 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 it Absolutely. depends on what the video was about because when the 24-7 title happened to begin with, that got a lot of views and that's why it was on TV. But who's to say the people that are watching on YouTube are watching, we're going to watch on TV again? But then exactly, that's yeah. why you can't really just look at TV ratings. When you look at ratings in general, you've got to be looking at things like YouTube because actually more people, I would argue now, are going to be get, watching most of what they watch now through YouTube videos through videos that come up on Facebook timelines or social media timelines. That's how you're getting content now, yeah. right? And you're getting it in smaller bursts too. So WWE would have to be looking at YouTube. I mean, because they've got the deal with Fox for SmackDown. I think they're still on... Um, oh, but I think a lot of the WWE viewers these days, especially for pay-per-views, it's through the network. So, it's, you know, it's through a streaming service. So, you know, going back to what you said... You know, TV writings are just a small piece of the overall puzzle these days. It's a smaller piece, but though, but even the network itself was seeing a drop in subscribers. Yeah. And it's not where they quite wanted it to be. No. But WWE is in a different position to someone like an AEW, where WWE has so many sponsors and they've got so many other sources of income, ratings actually really aren't that big of a deal for them anymore. I mean, it was make or break for them back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Before, yeah. before yeah. Tyson came in, there was talk about cancelling Raw because it wasn't getting the viewership. And well, that was, exactly. That's 20-odd year ago. And just to come back to a second, I've just been having a look whilst we, uh, whilst we were talking about that, just on YouTube here. For example, Lashley's shocking kiss to Lana leads to attack on Rollins' video, right? 10 months ago, 7.3 million views <laughs> on YouTube. There was the other one, Bobby Lashley wants a divorce from Lana, 2.2. It had come down by that point, but you're looking at 7.3 million views. So if you're going to look at views and not um, and, and not necessarily how many people have tuned in for the specific episode, you can look back, I think, um, you was getting numbers like 1 point, uh, was it probably about 1 point? 1 point 4. 1.4, and this is sort of like more towards the beginning of the year. Yeah. They've dropped now by, I think... It was about 14% by kind of May time this year. So when, once we were sort of into the pandemic, those numbers might be might be slightly out, but they've definitely obviously dropped off. But if you're looking, if you're basically saying like a million people are watching at one time, and again, it's, dif- it's difficult to look at with uh, just TV ratings. And then obviously you have to look at it globally because yeah. people in UK aren't going to be, there's not as many of us here that will watch it live. It's just too no. too late at night. Like I say, it, it's, it's too much of a pain. Like really I say, BT is. Sport isn't for, isn't available for everyone. No, exactly. Sky yeah. Sport, which is I don't is know what it was like be. before with F Sky, but I don't think it was doing that well either. No, but Sky, Sky Sport, which is obviously where it used to be aired here, more people have Sky than they have BT Sport. So yeah. stands a sense that more people would have been able to have the option to watch it. But... You think though that seven point whatever that was million views on YouTube, if you looked at views as view as, as your viewers, that's still seven million people. But the way, yeah, but how many is that? Hang on, but how, the, but the way you have to think about it though is how many people have watched that video two, three, four yeah, times. I was about to say that. But does that matter anymore? Because if the TV ratings don't matter, if it doesn't matter how many households are tuning in, 
It's still a view. That view is cast as a view. And if anything, I would probably argue that a YouTube view probably has more Presence. meaning to yeah, yeah. Fact, I think it has more meaning to it than uh, a, a TV view. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I you couldn't don't agree need to... more. Because this—that's the way things are going. You know, these days. So you know, the the further we get on in time, it's just going to get more and more technological. You know, it's it's how it is these days. You know, everyone's on Facebook, everyone's on YouTube, everyone's streaming, everyone's watching. It's just the way it is now. Streaming, streaming to the way like we've moved into the, into a a point in time where streaming is really probably your number one choice of how to watch something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder what it would have been like if we had what we have now 20 years ago. It would be a completely different ball game, I think. Would WCW even have gone out of business, potentially? It's, it's, a big, that, it's a big what, what if gonna, question, yeah. That's going to be, we'll do an episode on that at some point, because I think that would be quite interesting. Because I know 2000 WCW well, was bad. Yeah, I've, that I started was watching really it on the bad. network. I've, yeah, I've I mean... I watching because I got bored. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, that was a really, really low point. I think... Well, it, I don't want to go into it too much now, because again, it's a topic for another day, but WCW in the late 90s, early like 2000s was was shocking but again but but going back to how it is that why we stopped watching wwe it's because it was the way it was booked and the way it was presented that was the problem not the pandemic for me for wwe however saying that though that crowd situation was they they if they if they copied AEW, which you can say they did AEW did that you're within your right at least to say they did AEW's first show um, post lockdown, they had the camera focused on the entrance. Yes, and they did have people in the crowd to make a little bit of noise. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, 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 even if it's talent or you know people that are backstage, crew members, anything like that in the crowd, it is still a, a noise, a little pop. You know, it's something that's going to get the wrestlers even more, say, for a better word, hyped up for the match they're in. Even if you know they know that it's it's their friends or it's their colleagues that are cheering. You need it's something. still it's, it's exactly you need something. It's still better than silence. As a viewer, I've got to have something in the background because without the pops, without that kind of buzz from the crowd, and that's what I took away from. Because I did see, I have been. I say I don't watch WWE now. I'm not watching it week by week, every single show, all the way through. It's just too difficult to do. Yeah. But checking out Mania and re- I mean, amazing, amazing moment for Drew McIntyre finally reached his potential he was he came in as the chosen one he did all that maturing he came in won the big one from lesnar yes at wrestlemania and and there was literally no reaction nothing yeah. it was complete silence because you can imagine a crowd of other brits that have been there and losing their shit yes yeah. and it, the first it's British just world champion in wwe yeah and it's just a shame that obviously there was there was literally nothing when when that ref counted three there was nothing there was just nothing which is and it and it's really it's just it is a shame for for like Drew because he's now the champion during that era where they are suffering their lowest ratings and this is going back when they was having bad ratings you know way before this and they had I think this was a couple of years ago and they had the McMahon family come out at the start of Raw didn't they yeah they, and basically apologise to people like we're going to start listening to you that I don't really feel really went anywhere no. but. I honestly don't think that they have really listened, to be honest. In some respects, maybe, but in in the general the general show itself, I don't think that much has changed since I stopped watching it. I think they don't need to listen to us. And that, uh, it's kind of like what I said before. And that's the problem, because, you know, they've got what they've got. They've exactly. no money-wise. And they, they don't need to listen. You've got Obviously, all this money coming they, through. They, they can do 
whatever they want and they're not really going to suffer from it. And obviously from a fan's point of view and the content that they're putting out, they can put out whatever they like and it's still not really going to affect them because, you know, as Ross just said, it's it's they've got the, a lot of money coming in either way. And it, I think it's the fact that they're comfortable, that's the problem. If if we had, like, say, another Monday Night War, which obviously wouldn't happen now, no, but, but, it, now. But, but if they did, then they'd be forced to put on a better show. And I think that's the problem because they're comfortable. They don't need to, you know, push the envelope if you like. That's why their content, their content has suffered the way it has. It's why I'm more pissed off at WCW for going out of business because realistically they were the ones that pushed, that forced WWE, forced their arm to push the envelope. Yeah. And that's what kind of got WWE out of that whole kind of like gimmick-ridden. Just everybody had to have some strange like tradesman-like job, and it just took it into the attitude era, which isn't just WCW, wasn't just WCW forcing their arm on it. Obviously, you, you take away from ECW as well, which was... I'd say ECW was... The- I think ECW, you know, 90s ECW was severely underrated. I mean, I mean, the only way I got to watch ECW was later on in life. ECW used to have like a set segment on Raw. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that was a good thing. Back in the day when WWE would work with other people. Yeah. When they're, yeah. It was the company in Japan they used for like a couple of years. And now they've got like stakes in like progress, uh, evolve. I was going to say evolution, evolve. <laughs> uh, who else they got? Um, the one but I think that's the problem with WWE as well. They're, they're just, they're trying to buy out everything to take every, everybody Hoarding. else off the market. Hoarding. Yeah, and everything exactly, and that's not a good thing. It no, might those... be a good, it might be a good thing from WWE standpoint, but as a fan standpoint, it's not good at all. It just stops other companies getting hold of it. That's literally all it comes down to. And he's he's monopolising the industry. He monopolised it as soon as the WCW and, and ECW got bought out. It was monopolised from there, and that was yeah. That's... But it did give us Ring of Honor, and it did give us Impact. I mean, sure, but it's never been anything never... on the same level to at least force WWE to change what they were doing. Yeah, Even and that's when they the had problem, that, yeah. What was it, like two months from Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw in like 2010? But having that, said that, that though, you know, sort of 06 TNA, obviously when it was at its, its peak, I'd say its peak, uh, when you had like Styles and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels, Kurt Angle, Sting, Sting uh, Matt Hardy, Steiner. I think I think that at that point I think that that should have been the, the point when where WWE should have should have said look obviously these are doing really well they they should have looked at these these indies if you like and thought well this is what they're doing we should do this as well but with their own spin if you like Vince doesn't I don't think Vince cares one shred about the indies or knows anything about what people are doing in the Indies. Yeah, and I don't think from. he I don't think he ever has. And I don't think he ever no, will. And that's the problem. You do hear stories well, about how he never paid attention. It's a problem, but is it maybe for, for us when you want to see someone that maybe you're attached to in the Indies coming to WWE and, and kind of coming with that same buzz or, or maintain the same buzz? But is it really a problem for Vince? I mean, yeah, he's losing ratings. Yeah, you get these guys come in, they sign him from the Indies, they go to NXT, amazing NXT. Like we said before, go to main roster and you know, it, it's you might be one of the lucky ones to sort of break through. I honestly game, think that... Is it really that much of a problem for Vince when he's still making so much money? I honestly think that Shinsuke Nakamura is a prime example of that. Great in NXT, had some great matches. As soon as I take him up to the main roster, 
they start misusing him. You got that Nak America bollocks. I didn't mind that so much. It, uh, I but they're, they're they not could have done more with that. But obviously, they they put him as the artist, and they're not. They they should have just stuck to you know the King of Strong style, and you know making him just pushing him even more than like he was on NXT. But instead of that, he goes up to the main roster, and then they just completely, completely fuck him over. But he wasn't. But it's not a. It's not a WWE gimmick I think that's the thing isn't it like if you're making a name for yourself with a gimmick outside of WWE and I do kind of get I I do understand it to a degree but WWE is going to want to make you their own thing because you're you're now being booked to wrestle for WWE if you've made that name for yourself outside of it it wasn't a WWE product. So no, I is, completely is that understand that. Basically, saying like, "Well, we've brought him in because he's made a big name for himself outside WWE." I think realistically, they want to be able to show you, like it was, because it was genuinely like that. I'd, I'd say in the nineties, but to make a name for yourself back in the nineties, people would say, "Go to New York." Like Vince is going to make you a star, and I think you're you, you, they're applying that same mindset to now. But actually, I'd argue that you don't need to be. WWE to make a huge name for yourself. The Young Bucks. I couldn't made agree a more. Huge name for themselves. There's there there are so many big names that have never. Well, I say never, but that have never been in WWE. Like a prime example. I mean, you probably know who I'm going to say, but Kenny Omega, for instance. Yeah. Obviously, he was in he was in developmental. Uh, deep South. Deep yeah, Deep South. But obviously, he made a big name for himself in Japan. In but not the in- so much the West, though, I wouldn't have said. Yeah, but obviously... But that's the thing, though. Even, like, if you're a wrestling fan, and even if you don't watch New Japan, you already you already know the name Kenny Omega. Yeah, his matches... Who is he against? Uh, Okada. Yeah, the 90-minute matches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. And that's the thing. And he's never been in WWE. And even if you've never watched Japanese wrestling, you know Kenny Omega. People buy iPay-per-views now. That's another huge thing. Like, that wasn't a thing way back in the day. You can get iPay-per-views for for loads of stuff now. And it's just... And there's loads of... I honestly think that's like the general moneymaker for pay-per-views these days is is iPay-per-views because you've you've got Fight TV, you've got WWE Network, you've got... You know, all the sort of things like that. You've got New Japan World, which is not exactly the easiest thing to get in the UK. Difficult in the West for that, yeah. But Especially when it's that, that, I think that's the where the, the main money's coming from for pay-per-views these days. You know, long gone are the days where you go onto Sky Box Office and, and purchase purchase them on there, you know, because it's it's more convenient as well. You know, you can go on Fight TV, you can go on WWE Network and things like that. It's just a lot easier and it's it's... To be honest, it's probably a lot cheaper than it used to be as well, because I remember uh, the box office pay-per-views being upwards of 20, 25 quid for a WrestleMania back in the day. I think it's the same amount nowadays. But that's what I mean. I mean, you can subscribe to WWE Network for £10 and then get that same pay-per-view and the whole back catalogue for £10. But I'm sure there was actually some talk at one point about them not having the pay-per-views anymore on the network, because... Uh, Yeah, that Fox... Was it Fox? I, I'm not sure because I, I, I think it was because if you remember, especially when they were really, really plugging the he- the network hard and it was, you know, and you can get this pay-per-view for free, if he's although honest. it's not, but you know, it's, you can get it for free. 9 a month. And it's, and it, but you don't really hear that so much anymore. Like, it, no. it, it, I think it's almost like you want to encourage people then again to, to pay uh, for the money on box office, but why? Like, if you're paying nine ninety nine, like we do then in the UK, nine ninety nine pounds GBP representing on uh, for your for your WWE network a month. Like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to then go and spend like 
what it would be now. What is it like now for a pay-per-view on like Skybox Office 30? That's, I'd say... About 25-ish, yeah. Yeah. I mean... When you think it's $60 in America... And I'm not going to pay... I don't know what the... Diff- I, don't know what I think that would work out about 40, 45 quid. 45 pounds. And, and that, that's a lot. That is a lot. I'm not paying that sort of money for something that I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy. And that is actually what gives me more... And I always said before, like, you know, don't want to try, try not to like criticize things like that. We don't work in the industry. Like, but this know, is, this is all our opinions though. You know, we, we've, we've exactly. all got them good my, or bad. My, my take on it and my opinion on it is that if I've got to stay up, if I, especially when I'm watching it live, if I have to stay up and watch it until four or five in the morning, because WWE pay-per-views now, I'm glad they split mania into two days. They should have done that a few years ago because they just, they're too long. Like if I've got to sit through basically like four or five hours of pay-per-view, I'm sat there till like what five six in the morning. Your dog's yeah. tired as well. I'm already you're, tired. You're like, going to so want something that's going to get you on the edge of your seat, if you like. And exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you end up like we did for quite a few of them, and you just think, God, like I've stayed up for this, yeah, and like, it was just like, like I said to you two, I was that close to not seeing the end of the streak because I was that tired. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know obviously we get you know you can't you can't help time zones. It is what it is. But yeah, it's especially for us in the UK and, and Europe, if we're going to have to stay up until that late in the morning to watch a pay-per-view, it's going to have to be worthwhile. Well, it's New Japan, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, whenever it's, like, Wrestle Kingdom and stuff like that. I'm not sure what the, it's, it's I'm not sure what the time zone is in Japan, but it's, it's definitely not as late as WWE. So they're under that spectrum, yeah. Yeah, because, of the, again, that time zone. But again, that's, that, and that's another reason why streaming works better. You're going to get more views... Through, through streaming where I, you can watch it just like, you know the AEW pay-per-views when I'll get them on fight uh, I pay for the AEW plus because it's just I prefer to just have the whole thing as unedited as possible it, ma- it makes TV. it makes it a lot more convenient as well it's much more convenient and I, and the thing is I can watch it when I want but the, the other thing I suppose with AEW at least is their pay-per-views are on a Saturday yeah and yeah you know, I don't have, luckily, I'm in a job at the moment, I don't need to work weekends. So, you know, that's I can it. work Monday to Friday. Well, listen, that's your fault, mate. You <laughs> I've got Saturdays off, but it's doing five o'clock in the morning yeah, Sunday. The, the, retail, the retail struggle is real. It was only a couple of years ago, I could watch a pay-per-view and not have any troubles. That's, that's the hardest thing I can do. I had to watch it when I get back and like three o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe, maybe this is why wrestling struggles with the older demographics because we can't we can't stay up and watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, just, we're just too fucking I'm 30, tired. I'm thirty. I'm too old and tired. <laughs> too old. Listen, if you're thirty and you're listening to this, you're not old. Ash is just well. He's seen better days anyway. To be honest with you, but yeah. Now, I, I streaming's a way to go. I don't think Jay's right. Uh, Jay's right with what he said earlier. You know, I don't, I don't think TV ratings really matter that much anymore, but. To a TV network, they would. Absolutely. Yeah, it's easy to talk about. Absolutely. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a TV network, that's the only thing you're going to be looking at, whether it's the ratings and, obviously, if it's worth keeping on television. So, you know, I, I get, you know, from a business standpoint, the ratings matter. But from a fan standpoint... But wrestling, but wrestling and sports seems to be the only thing that's okay for. If you were a sitcom and you had low ratings, you get cancelled straight away. It's a bit weird that way. Yeah. Sport's always been like that, though. It's always been a competitive sort of thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. But Vince, I think Vince plays that, that seesaw really well. I mean, he's sports entertainment. Yeah. You know, it's not really a sport, and it's not... Well, yeah. It's entertainment. Because, obviously, he, he makes a... I think he's made a big deal of saying, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, watch. If you're not a wrestling fan, and if you just want to be entertained with a story or whatever, watch. 
And again, I think I think from a hardcore wrestling fan's point, that's damaged the, the product because you're not gonna like the whole PG era itself. I think is is utter nonsense. But again, it's made them money. It does feel like they're which slowly is, moving is, away though with the PG. With, with, what would you do a PG eye removal? But I, 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 I do think though, I do think that AEW has had a massive impact of them moving away from the PG era though because again because that comes back to the ratings if from a business standpoint if they're looking at the ratings and saying well AEW have got a lot higher ratings and they're doing this sort of thing maybe we need to sort of change and do the same sort of thing they're doing see I the only thing I disagree with on that is I think actually the only the biggest impact AEW's probably had with WWE is more uh, how who they want to sign and how much for I, I think that's been the biggest impact. To be honest, I think with a lot of these changes that have come from WWE recently with their changes to the, the television product, I think is directly linked to the pandemic and then the ratings drop that has happened off the back of the pandemic. Not just what the people they were losing anyway, but the pandemic audience. Because there comes a point where you've got to just think, and, and I know it was kind of reported as well uh, a while back, but you've got to kind of think, Vince just thinks, fuck it, at some point. Like... You know, if you're going to be losing these people, why not just push it a little bit and just see what you can get? I don't think they'll stray too far from PG. I mean, I say that, but then obviously the the eye <laughs> the eye loss situation was was weird. But that was absolutely bizarre. I mean, I I just couldn't believe it when I saw that. It's a good match, but the way that the eye you you can barely see it's popped out and stuff like just throwing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? What else could they? Can they do? I tell you what, I've, I've said this to you, Jay, about what the Boneyard match would have looked like with, if there was no pandemic going on. What would that have been like? Would they have still try to do something? Oh, they've still given some good stuff. Yeah, I don't think we'd, we wouldn't have got any kind of cinematic matches. But yeah, the cinematic matches have been started off well, and it's not really been the best since. The thing is, you have someone like Matt Hardy to thank for that. And he's been able to bring that. AEW would have been doing that anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say definitely because he's he's had a he was I think he, his match in the Hardy Compound and stuff was like the first sort of cinematic match of its time for this era as he's well. So pioneer for it. Yeah, for absolutely, it. absolutely. Actually, I would say the uh, halftime heat was a bit cinematic. I wouldn't that say night. I wouldn't say the same. But it was pre-recorded and edited that way. Yeah, but pre-recorded, especially, especially the ending. Yeah, yeah, but not into the same way of. A close up on the rock's face when they're getting about, about to crush my ear. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, do TV ratings matter? I'm going to say personally these days, no. What about you, Ashley? Well, TV ratings have been going slightly downhill ever since the end of the Monday Night War. You you lost the WCW fans. Peaks and troughs. Peaks and troughs. So, do they matter? No. They do to the networks. But overall, that's not the only thing they're going to look at. No. And, I, and I think it's pretty naive to think that a wrestling company in 2020 still just looks at their TV ratings. They don't. And, that, and that's flat out. I don't work in the street and I don't work in the television industry, but there's no way that you only look at just TV ratings. I think the, the biggest thing for 2020 in terms of from a rating standpoint, if you look at 2020 and looking at people that are still watching or not watching, there are a lot of people that have just tuned out completely and it's probably just for the pandemic. And and that is just unfortunate because there really isn't much more you can do about it. But what are they watching? Well, only time will tell. But that is a good question. What What? else are you doing? What else are you watching? Because 
Would you have stopped watching Game of Thrones if their first series was awful? So, yeah, because if you because you need to if get hooked like, in, if, right? Because the first episode, whatever, you go, oh, that's awesome, I'm going to keep watching. And then if it's not the same... If I'd have known how Game of Thrones was going to end, all right, and obviously no spoilers if you haven't seen it, but... You know, if I don't know how it's going to end, would then you, maybe I wouldn't have got as invested into would it. You, if you were, if you stopped watching WWE, would you watch again two years out, out of the blue? Yeah, if there, if if it came up that I was interested again, and that's what we've said before, we'll we'll watch it. I'd watch it if uh, if the product if the product was worth it. Yeah, and so, that's got nothing to do with the pandemic. I've watched AEW every single week, and I've not missed a single episode. It's not the same, I know, but I'm still interested in what they're doing. I'm interested in what Impact's doing, right? But WWE, I can't watch every week. It's just, I'm not as interested. I'm not as invested in that product. Well, that was our that was our pen of worth. And if you enjoyed what you've heard, do come back again. Let us know how you feel as well. Exactly. You can find us on Facebook, 3MM14. You can find us on Instagram, 3MM14. Twitter. Twitter of 3 at 3MM14. Please, please tell us your. Uh, please tell us if you agree with us or if you disagree with us. Yeah, if we're talking shit, tell us we're talking shit. Exactly. Yeah. Tell us why. Tell us why. And tell us why you have stopped watching porn. But but keep listening to us. Don't stop watching. Uh, listen to us. You can listen to us and you can listen to porn at the same time if you like. It's completely up to you. Watch porn. So yeah, we were three men, one fall. <laughs> what? I, I've been Jay. I've been Ashley. And I've been Russ. Right, so um, we'll wrap it up there and we'll see you in the next episode. They don't wrap it up in pornos. Well, they do, but not the Russ. <laughs> what do you know what I watch? Three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it, I did it for the people, for the people.